Welcome, fellow last placers, to another episode of LPF Debrief, where we talk about comic books, TV shows, and movies. And on today's episode, we are going to be discussing episode five of House of the Dragon. I said it right, finally. Um, I will be doing this one by myself. Allie is feeling a little under the weather, so she's going to rest up, and then she'll be back with us next week. But I'm going to give you guys my thoughts on um, Sunday's episode. So before we do that... Uh, as always, spoilers are ahead. So if you guys don't want to hear the spoilers, please pause it now. Come back later. If you don't care, stay tuned with us. Um, and if you guys could like, share, comment, do all that stuff, it really helps out the algorithms. And if you could rate us on the podcast, that'd be great too. Really helps out. Anything helps, comments, all that stuff. All right. Well, let's go right into why you guys are here. Let's talk about episode five. So we start off. Uh, with episode five, basically finally seeing um, Damon's wife, Rhea, uh, Rhea Royce, the bronze, so, and as Damon calls her, the bronze bitch. But um, we see that she is a very strong um, character. She's out there going to go try and hunt and stuff like that. And I thought this was really important that we see this. And obviously we know that we're in a Game of Thrones series here. So there's always going to be some kind of gain towards any kind of marriage that happens, right? And uh, that kind of fits the theme in this episode too, is that we notice that marriage holds not just for love, um, I mean, not for love, it's morally used here in a sense of obtaining things or be, or um, making sure you inherit something. There's always an extra cost of, of weddings and loves and marriage in the in the series and we find out later on in the episode why exactly Damon even uh married Rhea but we do see Rhea there we see her um basically having you know this uh she's going out to hunt her I believe it's her brother as or uncle ask her if she wants in any company she says no and we all know once that happens something is going to happen right so she ends up running into hoodie Damon, which is, which is what I'm calling him now. Um, we see him in his hoodie, uh, already up to no good, right? Cause anytime we see Damon, we can already assume it's a rightful accusation that something is not going to go the way it's supposed to, or he's in it for something. Right. And, um, we find out that obviously, uh, Rhea feels some type of way from him. Right. So she basically just goes, uh, what do you do? you know, what brings you here? Like what, what are you here to do? And, um, Damon basic, I mean, Rhea being who being the person that she is and knows and is already hurt by Damon, right? Because, uh, even from the little time that we had with her on the screen, we can tell that there's something that he did or that is, uh, you know, has an animosity in that relationship and us knowing Damon for four episodes, we can pretty much assume it was something that he, you know, he did something that would have frustrated her. Right. So, he kind of taunts him basically saying like, you know, Oh, like, are you choosing a little girl? Basically talking about his, you know, basically talking about, um, Rhaenyra. So he, um, like taunting him basically like, you know, because, uh, Viserys did choose her and we all know the, the stigma I want to say of just, and how different it is to have picked a, um, woman woman heir so she's basically like are you going to kill your your uh your niece 
And we know that's not going to happen because we know how Damon feels about his niece. So uh, basically that happens. And then we can already see Damon is going to be up to something that uh, he shouldn't be doing. And obviously he goes up and he goes up to the horse, <clears throat> startles her. Uh, Ray is instantly injured and then hurts her back, neck, all that stuff. So Damon obviously had a plan there because he knows that she was probably going to be on a horse. Um, just because of the type of person that she is, that, uh, that she is a hunter and things like that. So he knew he had this plan well orchestrated beforehand, uh, before even getting to the veil. So, um, he goes on and actually kills her. Uh, she does say, what are you going to do? And you're not going to finish basically taunting him. And he basically kills her with a rock. At least that's what we're led to believe. And we do confirm that later on in the episode. So, um, we asked to see his wife we finally got to see her and we only get to see her for about five minutes so uh yeah that was gonna be it for her and she pretty much you know there again a reasoning for that which we'll get to later when we find out um the next scene we thought we see otto and allison basically having a conversation otto telling her basically hey look you know you need i mean Allison going out there to make, to see her father basically leave or because she, he got pretty much dismissed from by the King. Um, and she doesn't want to see her father go right. She, even though <clears throat> her father, uh, basically used her in a sense to, uh, obtain proper power, like obtain a, a safety net at, at the time he thought that was going to be, um, we know that he, I can I feel like he still had that love for her um, and just wants to see what's best for her, even though we, it's very manipulative. Um, I don't think it's personally the best to just be like, Hey, use your, your daughter for this. But we can also see that Alicent is benefiting from these, from being the queen now, right? Like she's in a position of power. She can do different things. She can move around differently now being that she's the queen right so um I, at the time she wasn't about it but she definitely is reaping in the benefits of being the queen so there's a lot to dissect there because i do feel um for her especially because yes she could have not done it right but what would have that led her to she could have got exiled um you know her father might have not wanted anything to do with her um Basically, you know, she might have still been friend, like best friends with Rhaenyra, but like we don't know what the the escalations or what would have been the downfall if she would have never chosen to try to be with the king. So there is a lot of unpacking, especially when you're in that position that she's in to do that, even though we know how she's feeling about the lifestyle currently. So with all that said, I feel like she's a little bit conflicted still because she wants to believe Rhaenyra. And everything that she said um, when they were in the garden uh, in episode uh, four, basically, you know, with Damon and everything like that. But she also doesn't want to see her father leave. Right. So there's a, a bit of a conflict in between what she wants to do and what she's trying to see. So her father obviously tells her, listen, there's no way that we can allow Rhaenyra to become uh, the, you know, uh, become the uh, the the ruler of the Iron Throne because um, we know how women are perceived there, right? So 
They don't believe that that can happen. They believe that a war will break out immediately. And that's what Otto's saying. And Otto would have that good knowledge because regardless of how you feel about his decision making or whatever, he is the he was the hand for a very long time. And we've already seen little bit of rumbles of how people perceived Rainier becoming the hair anyway. So him saying that he's not wrong, right? He's not wrong in the sense that um, no one will allow her to ever succeed him. And then he goes on to talk about Viserys is going to die. He may not die, you know, months from now, he may die years from now, but at some point he's going to die. Like, you know what I mean? And you have to be conscious of that fact that that could happen. And then basically they're going to have, you know, Rhaenyra is going to become this, this, you know, become the, the queen of the throne. And what does that mean for you? Right? Because now she's in this position that he has put her in. Right. Um, and that's very important. I think because yes, she Otto is the one who told her to be put in this position as queen now, but he also brings up a really good point. Like what happens to you and what happens? Like the only threat to Rhaenyra will be Aegon, her child. So you've now bear this child that, um, some, you know, that could potentially, you know, be overtaken or is, Rhaenyra is always going to find, uh, feel some kind of way because you don't really know what Rhaenyra is going to do once she becomes in that position of power. Right. Um, Alicent wants to believe that she's, she would be a good queen and all that, but we never know. Like we just don't know any of that information. And for Alicent, I feel like she doesn't honestly know, especially because of how distant their relationship has been. So I think when she hears her father saying like, bring up these points, she thinks of it as a really good point. Like you're bringing up really good points here. Um, I need to now start doing some digging to really find out what's going on with this information. Right. So he basically says, um, uh, there's a line that Otto says, he says, and if Rhaenyra succeeds him, war will follow. The realm will not accept her. And to secure her claim, she'll have to put her child to the sword. She'll have no choice. So basically saying you, she's going to have to, to prove that she's worthy and prove that she is the the hair the rightful hair of the throne or rightful queen when she, that time comes she's going to have to kill Aegon right so at least that's what Otto is saying so now again not information we know is true but if you're led, led to believe if things go into turmoil or whatever happens then yes it might happen that is a potential thing especially with their scorn friendship, because she doesn't know. Um, and I, I feel like Allison can still, f at least I feel like Allison should be smart enough to know that her, like, even though they made up and stuff like that, like, I think Rhaenyra is still going to feel some type of way at any point. Um, it's not in Rhaenyra's. I felt like Rhaenyra did forgive her, like genuinely forgive her. But I do think there's going to be an animosity between them for like pretty much for the rest of the, the series, because it's always going to be like, well, you know, you really never told me like this whole situation was going to happen. And now you're like, you know, my stepmother and like, there's just a bunch of dialogue going in there. And I do think there's, especially with the first two, like the first episode that made it seem like they were like felt a little bit more than just friends. Um, like more than best friends. It could be just that I'm, you know, I could be looking too much into it, but I did feel like 
it had a little bit much. And that's a little bit different from the books because in the books, they're not like best friends like they do. And I think that's one of those changes that um, TV did that really works because it does make what's, you know, what's to come uh, later on, which I won't say, but like what comes on to, to be more impactful. So I think, I think that was a good move. So that in total, we'll see like that they are a broken friendship. We don't know who's like how Alicent or Rhaenyra is feeling about this whole, the whole process of this. So, and especially as we see with every episode, how Viserys's health is, um, you know, is going down the drain that the, these things are time is now being more of a precedent because these things are now looking like they're going to be in motion and no one knows exactly when that's going to happen. So I thought that scene was really good. Otto doing, you know, what he's been doing this whole time, trying to just manipulate a little bit so that he's still in a, in a, in a rightful place. Um, it is interesting to see him leave and how now Allison is going to react without him there because she's going to be doing a lot of stuff on her own now, especially because we know how travel works and, and stuff like that. But that being his leaving message, um, I'm pretty sure we'll see him again, but that being his like farewell message for this episode, it kind of leaves her with some things to think about. Right. So I thought they um, expressed that really well. Uh, then we go on to the scene where the um, we finally know that um, Rhaenyra is uh, like she hinted at uh, talked about last episode where she is going to wed um, uh, Lenor. So we find out that uh, they're going to go, they're going to go to, they're on a boat. They um, are looking for, you know, going to go on the boat. They're going to go see, they're going to go see Corliss and, you know, give him this plan that Rhaenyra and um, uh, Viserys agreed to in the last episode, basically saying, you know, this is my duty. I have to do it this way. Let's see. Um, let's make this happen. Um, so that whole conversation we saw, um, basically Corliss is like, look, there's, there's some things that like, I would like to happen. Uh, like I, I want to know what the extent of this is. So he, he basically wants to know, Hey, look, um, pretty much. I want to, to find out this information. I, during this time though, he does tell, he does tell, um, Viserys that Rhea has passed, which is really important. He says that she died by a hunting mishap. That's not why Viserys is there. So that takes him a little bit by a shock. Um, and he doesn't really want to talk about it. Right. So he kind of goes, well, you know, he, he, are, he knows his brother, right? So he can assume, Hey, maybe that, that, that happened, but he doesn't want to talk about that at the moment. Right. He wants to talk about the deal of basically, listen, um, you know, Rhaenyra is going to ma wants to, to marry, we're agreeing to this to finally combine the houses. So we have the ships, the seas, we have the dragons, you know, this whole family can be one big family for union. This is the whole point of this. So like, you know, we can build the strength and have Targaryens essentially running for the next 200 years. That's the goal, right? Corliss does come up with some things saying like, how will the, you know, the family work? Um, because they'll bear name of the father. Uh, and then, but any children become king or queen, they'll rule under the name of the Targaryens. So basically saying they will inherit partial name of um, House Valerian, but if they do become king or queen, they will be a Targaryen. So that way 
they would have Targaryens on the house. That's the deal that um, Viserys agrees to. Corlys also agrees to it. He's happy about this because it it does mean he is back in, you know, the king's good grace, uh, basically not having to deal with the repercussions of, uh, not really repercussions, but the whole thing at Stepstones and how all of that went down, not no longer having to probably deal with Damon, so we think, um, in that sense, in, in that like sense anymore, but basically being back and having his kids in a position of power, which is, as we can tell, if you notice, that's just the trend here, right? Everyone wants to make sure their child or <laughs> like we have a bunch of parents who are basically just making, setting their children up to be in the right place or a position of power before they leave. So um, we know that we had a very important conversation then, right? With, um, we have a very important conversation then after that, where um, Renee's, which we haven't seen um, in, a, in about an episode, she then comes, um, she then, you know, comes to Corliss and basically says, look, like, you know, this is not, um, this is not what our son prefers. Basically, just giving us a hint at, um, you know, basically what the what his character, what Lenore's character is. Um, he doesn't, she says, you know, that's not something. And, and they do it in a very tasteful way where it's not like, oh, you're just assuming that, you know, he might be gay. But they basically just say, you know, this is not like his taste. It's not something he's going to do, like, you know, want to do or like he's going to understand this goal. But like, that's not who he uh, prefers. Right. And um, Corliss is saying basically, you know, he'll grow out of it or something like that, um, which means they they know and they're still supportive of their son. Um, Corliss is a little bit hesitant about it, saying that, you know, he might grow out of it and stuff like that, which um, but. Renee's, you know, they, what they always say, mother's no best. She knows her son. She knows what her son is, um, and respects that for her son. And I thought that was a great way of showing that because she knows that she also knows the game, right? And she knows that that's something that someone can use against her. So, uh, against him. So she wants to make sure that that's something that's brought up too, so that they're not overlooking it. Right. So, I thought that was a very big conversation there just because of what's the, the leading events that are about to happen. We also see Rhaenyra and um, Lenore are having a conversation at the beach and being that they're cousins, which is again, it's always going to be weird because they, they're talking about essentially being married. And then while they're having this conversation, he they're referring to each other as cousin. So it, it, <laughs> It's just really weird, right? Like, you know, and um, basically, this, um, basically, Renea comes in and says, I know this union is not what you chose. And um, um, Lenore says, I hold nothing against you, cousin. Like I said, weird terms, whatever, right? So they're basically, you know, they're basically still like they understand stuff. And then Renea goes on to talk about taste. And this basically confirms any like anything about she she knows right because they grew up together. So if anyone would know, we know Renee um, Renee's character Rhaenyra's character is very observant and she pays attention to a lot of these things. Um, she's given us every inclination that that's what her character is. So she obviously notices and knows that that he's not you know that he's gay. 
And she kind of makes this deal with him saying, listen, like, I know I'm not your appetite. Like, I know this is not what you would choose, but we can still do this for the realm because that's our duty to do this for the realm. So because we're uniting our families, we're making this family, uh, you know, for the realm to make it more powerful. We need to do this regardless of what our preferences are. And then she goes on to say, like, you, we can, as we can get married. Um, but just a after we get married, we're, you know, dying as we fit, as we see fit, basically meaning she wants to still mess with, uh, Sir Kristen Cole, and he can mess with whoever he decides to mess with. Right. Um, we then find out later the confirmation, they make that deal. Uh, we later find out that, um, we later find out that, gosh, why am I forgetting? <laughs> Lenore is, you know, in love with some, uh, with a man who's his, uh, sworn protector. And that is Joffrey, which is his name. Uh, they, you know, basically are in love. She's Joffrey's saying this, not as a bad thing. He's not taking it offense to it. He's just like, I understand like this, this is how that works. This is how this whole, you know, game works. So like, I can't, I'm not mad at you or anything like that. Like, but he, Lenore also tells her about Rene, um, Rhaenyra's deal. And he's like, well, I mean, what more could you really ask for? Like, it could have been worse than this. Right. So he, you know, they pretty much know like, Hey, this is not the most ideal way of things, but guess what? Like, we have to do what we can now like that, that works for us. Um, so she, but it also brings on something where Joffrey is just like, well, if she had, you know, if she knows about me essentially, or who I like, then she must have someone also. And then we kind of end up with them having their kissing scene. And we, we, again, foreshadowing at his finest, we know something is up, right? So, um, that that's good to go. And then we go on to the ship. And we see that, you know, Sir Kristen is saying, listen, I, I, you know, I'm in love with you, Rhaenyra. Uh, I broke my, my thing. I broke my oath. Like, let's please be together. Uh, we can run away from the kingdom. And then you can see in Rhaenyra's face where like, she didn't want that choice, right? That's not what she had envisioned this whole time. She's saying, look, I'm just marrying for duty. Like, but you can still basically be with me. Like, we just can't be, you know, we just can't openly be in a relationship or married to each other because like, I, like she, she is the crown, right? She's like, I want to be, she wants that position. Like, regardless of anything else, like Rhaenyra feels that it is her birthright, especially after seeing the heart that this is what, is supposed to happen like she is supposed to be the person the predest like you know successor so she says like i am the crown sir Kristen, like saying that her duties is more important you know what i mean and she says to Kristen, like hey like leonor and i have an, an understanding Kristen takes this as so you want me to be your whore right so he he talks about his oath he talks about all that um i think personally this is a tough one, right? Because for both of those characters, I can understand where Cole's coming from, right? He's like, he feels more of a connection there. Um, but he's also now getting hurt because he realizes that he is not her number one priority. Her number one priority is the crown. It's always going to be the crown. 
and him hearing that out loud kind of hurts his feelings. And I think he should have been understanding because even the time that he's been around Rhaenyra, it's always been like, she feels like she has to do this. Like this is something that she is destined to do, especially because he's also saw the heart. So like for him to get upset, I can understand because he, 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 because he's hearing it for the first time, but realistically he probably should have known that was the answer, right? Like there was no, nothing in Rhaenyra's character that told us that she would not choose the crown over him. And I don't think, I think he was blinded by that, by saying, okay, like, you know, Hey, you're going to, to do this. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like, this is just what I'm going to do. And that's my choice. Right. And then, um, he basically, you know, Sir Kristen Cole saying like, I broke my oath. Like, you know, like I did all this and like, now I'm like, I'm tainted and I feel bad about this. You know what I mean? And then he was basically saying like, if we got married, like that would pretty much restore my, like restore my, like my name and all that stuff. Like, but like he was saying that he soiled his white cloak and, um, Rainier is just like, look, I, like, I understand all that, but like, you got to, you know, you got like, th- that's just, it's just not going to happen. Right. So Kristen Cole ru- like runs off. We go on to beginning of the next episode, basically. Um, and then we have a conversation with, um, with, uh, Lars Strong and the Queen basically talking about like, you know, the things that would happen. And basically Lars comes out and says, hey, look, like, you know, the Queen, uh, I was wondering if the Queen was unwell because um, they left him a tea. And gosh, why do I, I always forget who, who, who is the person who, um, that person that brings her the team, I forget his name, but basically Strong is saying like, look, you know, we need to you know, is the queen okay? I mean, is the, is the princess okay? Because like she had a tea delivered, um, basically hinting at like, oh, I thought she was unwell. Rhaenyra, um, Allison basically says, listen, she just came from, you know, from, uh, what's the place called, uh, from Driftmark to take, uh, Lionel's hand. And this is again, now what, what her father told her. And now she's hearing this from someone else. She's feeling like Rhaenyra deceived her, right? Which when I think back about it, and I'll get into it a little bit more detail, I watched that that dialogue with her again, with her and Rhaenyra in the garden, and I don't feel like Rhaenyra never really lied to her, right? She might have misguided her, but the things that you know, the 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 context of that conversation was very much Rhaenyra was not lying to her, okay? Because Allison came in with that conversation saying like. Your, your, my father made these accusations about you, like, you know what I mean? Um, basically saying, you know, you fucked Damon and Rhaenyra is saying like, look, this is what happened. We went to all these bars, we went to a show. Um, and I think where this is where the phrasing and the wording helps build the drama, right? So when she says Damon never touched me, I'm going to, in, in Rhaenyra's defense, I'm believe she's saying that she never had sex with me. Like, I know she's obviously great, like gray, like there's that bunch of gray area there, but in general, when she swears to her mother's on her mother's memory, 
That is what she's talking about. Like he did not have sex with me. And that's the interpretation that, you know, the people who support Rhaenyra are going to take. Right. And, um, Alicent again, might've taken that to more of a literal approach. But for me, I feel like, yes. Did she misguide her? Absolutely. She wanted to hide the subject. She didn't want to tell the full truth about it. She didn't tell the full truth, but I also don't feel like she completely lied to her, but I understand why Allison will feel like that was a lie. So being that that T is brought up by, um, by Lars, she's saying, okay, so there was more to this than, than just that. Right. Um, so with that said, we go into, we, we see the King comes back. Um, we have, a uh, you know, we saw Sir Kristen Cole going upstairs. Uh, he gets summoned and he thinks it's by the princess, but it's actually by Alicent. And Alicent is saying, wants to have this conversation with him. And here's where Cole fucked up. Uh, <laughs> because Alicent, obviously we know Alicent was talking about Damon the whole time and good on her for hiding the question and not actually putting it out there fully to be interpreted, even though I don't feel that that was her intent. Her intent was try to hide this enough to see, you know, if it was Damon or whatever the case may be. I don't think she ever expected for what was going to happen to happen. And you could tell because her face kind of hides that, like it, it wasn't going to happen. Right. So she is basically going on about this saying all these things and accusing. And then he basically comes out and says, it happened, your grace, the sin you allude to, I have committed it at her um, instigation. It is true, but there is no excuse. My oath has been broken. I have dishonored myself and I deserve no consideration. So Allison then goes, gets really confused because now she's upset that it was with, it was like with Cole, with Sir Kristen Cole but she thought it was with Damon. So, and like, this goes back to, like I was saying with that whole conversation where she can't be upset to that extent because the questions that were being asked at the time were related to Damon. So for her to be upset with Rhaenyra at this point, because she feels like she's being, was being lied to, I feel isn't fair to because why should Rhaenyra come out and tell her everything that happened when Alicent didn't tell her about her whole father situation? And I know obviously it's different, but I'm just saying from that extent, she, I feel it's, it's interesting that she got that, like, she's so upset to where we'll say her actions later, where she got upset to about hearing that, even though the particular conversation they had wasn't about if she had sex with Kristen Cole, you know what I mean? And it wasn't even like, that wasn't the issue. Right. So I feel like it's a little unfair for her to get upset. I can understand why she's upset because she feels like she was lied to, but Rhaenyra also didn't owe her anything or later on owes her nothing in, in as far as being a steady friendship. When we already know that trust was broken with her father. Like, regardless of, you know, Allison making the good move for herself, like that, that bond was always going to be broken, no matter, even if they like tried to rekindle it or whatever. 
that bond and that trust was always going to be broken there. So for Rhaenyra to now, she's also playing the game, right? So she didn't lie to Allison. Allison just took the information, thought it was Damon, found out it was Cole, and, you know, now thought something different of it. But listen, we need all of this for drama. So it works, right? Because let me tell you, I was fully invested in this episode. And we already know a wedding is about to happen. And if we know Game of Thrones, that's never a good idea, right? A wedding is never going to be a good thing. And this kind of goes to our climactic point of all of this. So basically during this wedding, um, or like, there, you know, there's a whole plan. There's plans for tournaments and food and feast and all these things to happen before the wedding happens. Okay. So we know, all right, there's a, a little, you know, they're basically having fun, like everyone having the congratulations. Uh, we see everyone make these grand entrances, um, not for nothing, but, um, uh, house Valerian had the best entrance. They were just coming out dope. Um, also, which I wanted to, uh, bring up that I didn't, uh, and we'll, I guess we'll go into this a little bit later, but basically we see everyone making these grand entrances. The Lannisters come, everyone wants to pay their tributes because we see that someone's going to get married and we all know if it's, you know, it's the heir. So it's a big deal. Like it's not, um, something that is a, um, a small deal, right? We see that the queen is not there. Allison's not there. Um, basically saying like, you know, she, um, they're saying, oh, she's still getting ready for, so obviously we know some shit's about to hit the fan, whatever she was preparing. We don't know, but we know something's about to happen. Right. So basically we're just, you know, everyone's kind of thing. We see the hilarious entrance of Damon <laughs> where everyone just stops and looks. And then Damon is just there. Like, yeah, like what happened? Like he just, he comes in and uh, listen, man, this dude, Matt Smith is, a, is perfection. Like as far as acting skills, the way that he sees, like comes into the scene, like your attention is drawn to him, regardless of how you feel about him. He is there. He, he take, cause you know, he's going to be up to something no good. And it's just hilarious to see him be so menacing during these, these times. So, um, and just the way that Viserys kind of looks at him, like, why are you here? Kind of thing. Like you're not supposed to be here, but Obviously, we know he's going to be there because he's a menace. So um, with that being said, we see him do his entrance. Uh, we see everyone. Uh, we see Viserys start to talk about this speech, basically saying, you know, about uniting the houses and stuff like that. Then we see Allison make her grand entrance. Now, this is important. Even if you miss the, the dialogue there, the beacon of whenever high towers are going to go to war, they're wearing green. So it's very, very important to see why she's wearing green here. And there's, and if you read the books, you would also know what this alludes to a little bit more. But like I said, I'm not going to root. I don't want to spoil anything that potentially might happen in the book just so that, you know, you guys like, you know, so we can all enjoy it at the same time when it happens on screen. But um, it's very important why she's wearing that green. I'm glad that they pointed that out so that it made sense because if, you know, if you didn't know and they didn't have that dialogue where he talked about the the beacon high tower wearing green, then people would have just like kind of looked over that that scene and just be like, "What's the big deal?" But her wearing green was very important, and the fact that the house high tower, um, all of them were all like, um, the, her uncles also wearing green. That's very like, and you could see that little smile that they had on their face. 
knowing that she was wearing that color. So that whole thing was very, very interesting. And then we see this whole, like a little dialogue between her, uh, Rhaenyra and Allison, where she calls her stepchild, right? So you can tell that there's some animosity there, right? Um, already. So we then see that, um, we, yeah. So we then see this whole, that whole thing go down. They start cooking dinner. I'm not cooking. They start eating, doing their thing. We see Lenor and um, Rhaenyra go out, have like their, uh, like a celebratory dance, um, um, whatever the case may be. And then we see, uh, I think that, I'm not sure what order this happened in, but we see that um, going back to Damon's wife, Rhea, um, Rhea's brother, I think it's her brother or uncle, basically comes up saying, listen, like, um, you know, trying to accuse Damon of, of doing something, right? So, um, Gerald, Gerald Royce is his name. I have it here. Uh, he basically comes in and says like, you know, he's basically attacking saying, look, you, you, you killed my, my, um, I think it's his, I, I don't, I really don't a cousin, cousin. It's his cousin. So it's basically saying you killed my cousin. Like, I know you were up to it. And then Damon using the politics saying, you, uh, you can't prove that accusing me here is, you know, treason all that stuff. But then he does, like I said, asks about his inheritance, which again, people get married for a certain reason. She was supposed, to, they had no ch children. So it's all, all the inheritance that she was going to get, which is all of Runestone now goes to him. And that's what he wants to have that conversation about. Gerald then leaves, says, nope, like, you know, because he didn't think about that. And of course, now we know why Damon even considered doing that because now he wants to stake his power somewhere right and start getting little things that so that his position looks a little bit better too because again they're all playing the game of thrones right um so that was a great conversation we also see lena's character who is um Lenor's, uh sister uh she's a different character now right like she's i mean she's the same character but it's played by a different actress which i've at first like, I understand why they did that, but also I don't know why they didn't just change all of the characters that they're supposed to, they said that they're going to change, right? Because I don't know, um, and if you guys have watched the previews, um, and if you don't want to know, stop it now. But if you watch the previews, they do show that all this was the last of the last episode with Mila Alcock and um, I forget uh, who plays Allison, her name. It's going to be their last episode, right? So, but they did grow up, um, uh, Lena already. So I, I thought that was weird. I thought they would do it at the same time, but I guess not. We see her kind of eyeing Damon, kind of flirtatious kind of thing. She starts to, uh, chat him up and basically is like, you know, basically he, he's got his eye on someone else clearly, but it's something that we know. We can obviously know because of how the way they foreshadow in this so we could see what's going on right um so basically they have that conversation they're chatting up um each other up uh we see that Lenor is there um he basically uh Joffrey's there also and Joffrey's kind of like scoping around um seeing what's going on he finds out who um basically who Renee um Rhaenyra is like I think he called it a paramour right um something like that uh, basically he finds out who it is because Sir Kristen Cole is looking super salty 
And he's also just guilty, right? He's, he knows he said something he probably shouldn't have. Um, now the queen knows about their whole, the whole oath being broken instead of him keeping quiet. Um, so there, there's this whole thing going on, right? And Joffrey goes up and says, listen, he goes up to him and says, look, you need to um, protect the secrets. Like, I know your secret. You kind of, you're going to know mine. So like, we need to make sure we protect the people we care about. I don't think he did it in a malicious way or anything like that, but clearly Sir Kristen Cole took it some way. And we'll talk about that later. Before we get to that, we see Damon find Rhaenyra basically said like, um, asking her if she really wants to marry, um, if she really wants to marry Lenor. And he, but she basically goes, marriage is only a political agreement out here. Um, and then she goes and then, and then, um, Damon talks about his being dissolved. Right. And then, so Rhaenyra's like, all right, so then take me, you know, has this not been your purpose? Like, basically I'm not yet married, but the hours pass swiftly. Like, take me to, you know, the dress, take me and we can go like, you know what I mean? Cause obviously we know how she feels about her uncle. So she basically is saying like, you know, you take me now if you, if that's how you feel like, but you're not like, you know what I mean? Cause you, I dare you to take me to Dragonstone as your wife. Like, just do it. So she grabs her, grabs, um, Damon grabs her and then, um, basically, you know, goes in for a kiss. We see Viserys trying to figure out what's happening. And obviously a brawl breaks loose because what can you expect at the end of any of these episodes? It's always going to be drama <laughs> and Viserys can't see he's coughing up blood. The panic is setting in. Everything is going on. Kristen Cole is basically fighting people. Um, what's his name? Strong is coming in, trying to protect the queen, trying to grab the queen. Uh, we can't see Cole because obviously he would be the person who's trying to protect the queen. I mean, I'm sorry, the princess Rhaenyra, but he's in the fight. So he's fighting Joffrey and he beats Joffrey's ass. You know what I mean? I felt like obviously he was salty about this whole situation. He did something he wasn't supposed to. Now he feels like shit. He told the queen all this information and now he's taking his frustrations out on Joffrey, which obviously is going to lead to a terrible results because there's a lot of things going on between that, right? We see that the character gets uh, viciously brutalized in this, um, during this, this, this fight. Uh, and then basically he beats him to death. Right. And then he basically like, you know, leaves the area. We see Lenor let out this cry, basically saying like, hey, look, this was more than my, like, you know, King's guard kind of thing. So that whole thing is uh, a problem. And at the end, we basically see that they're, they're, um, the wedding is still like is fast tracked, right? So they're starting to take their vows and some things are happening. Sir Kristen Cole is in the, in the, the garden. He's ready to perform the samurai death. I forget the name exactly on top of my head, but there is a name for it. Um, he, he's going to perform that because he feels like he broke the code. He knows this. And now, especially with this, it's even worse. So he's going to commit suicide by like essentially, you know, gutting himself. Um, but Alicent then calls out to him, which leads me to believe this happened before um, the actual vows, because they didn't really, for a show that did a really good job at displaying time, I thought they could have done these scenes separate 
and then kind of led into the wedding because Allison then shows up in two scenes and I felt like it just felt a little bit weird, but I mean, it works because obviously she was going to be at the, the wedding for the, the vows and stuff like that. So basically Alice, um, Reneas, uh, Renea, Rhaenyra and, um, and Leonor are doing their vows, obviously heartbroken. She knows she's heartbroken also because that's her cousin. And she obviously knows that that was his lover. So she feels some kind of way too towards it. And it was Kristen Cole who did it. So she, she's going to feel bad about that. Um, but we see that Allison stops Sir Kristen Cole from committing, um, from committing the suicide. So it's going to be really interesting the next couple of episodes of how that particular thing is going to, to take place, right? That relationship, because like, again, there is significance uh, in that. So I'm glad to see that play out on screen. And we see towards the end, the marriage is set, everything's happened. And then it ends with King Viserys falling to the ground, you know, and this is like, feels like the second time they kind of like alluded to him dying. So there was a lot going on in this episode. It was, uh, but I, it was the mid season finale. So it, it, and it felt like it. And I genuinely think that was supposed to be what it was supposed to. Um, obviously it's not the worst wedding we've ever seen in game of Thrones. Um, but this was a, a you know, a pretty much a, a jumping point, jumping off point of all the things that were happening. Um, I think this show is absolutely phenomenal as always, but, um, that's pretty much going to be my thoughts on this episode. So guys, thank you so much for joining me. I can't wait to do it next week. Uh, like I said, Allie will be back next week. She's just feeling a little under the weather. So I hope she feels better. Um, so we can have her thoughts uh next week for episode six so thank you guys again for joining me as always i always appreciate anybody who listens again if you guys want to we have the youtube we have all that stuff just like share it helps out those algorithms so much if you're on listening to us on the podcast please just uh rate review it does help um in the long run okay so thank you guys once again uh i will catch you guys next week um actually we're gonna have a few episodes coming out this week because we have Andor, which is coming out um, uh, this week. We have uh, She-Hulk and we have the um, Rings of Power. So there's a lot of content going to be dropped. So thank you guys for joining me again. I know I said that about three times, but I am out. Till next time, Fire Team out.